Hi, I'm Dr. Ray Calabrese. Welcome to my podcast, Journey from Grief to Healing. Grieving is difficult. I know. I lost my best friend and wife after a long marriage. In this series of podcasts, you'll discover what you are experiencing physically and emotionally is normal. Healing is possible. Remember, love always wins. Life will get better. Episode 59. The awareness of the pain of grieving eases with time as grieving slowly becomes a scar. I have physical scars that I can identify. When I look at a scar, it releases a memory from the deep resources of my mind, recalling the events of how I acquired the scar. There's a scar on my left wrist. I was about 10 years old and chasing a fly ball in my backyard, and I ran next to a shed. I put my left hand through the window. I did catch the fly ball. I have a scar behind a knee. I have another scar on a shoulder. I have one on my ankle and one on the front of each hip. I recall in detail how I got each one. The scars don't hurt if I touch them, but they hang around as a reminder of an event long since past. Death of a loved one gives us an emotional scar. The scar is invisibly present. It resides just under the skin. Like our physical scars, we occasionally catch a glimpse of it. And we remember in true and vivid detail. Like our physical scars, we occasionally catch a glimpse of it and we remember in detail. I think emotional scar tissue forms more quickly if we stop looking inward and begin to look outward toward becoming engaged with something meaningful. The more we keep our focus on ourselves, the more our focus will gravitate toward the pain we feel. The more we see the pain, the more our emotional energy is diverted from doing something positive for ourselves. It focuses on the pain, and the pain itself feeds off of this and becomes greater in our mind. It's much like looking at that dark spot on a wall. It may be a simple dark spot on a white wall, yet when we look at it, that's all we can look at. And instead of looking at the other 99% of the wall, we focus on the 1%, and the 1% has great power. When we look beyond ourselves and become engaged in something meaningful, then our emotions lose the power and they begin to shrivel up and die because they are being starved to death. The who, what, and why of meaningful engagement beyond ourselves will be different for each of us. Yet this type of movement is the rope that pulls us forward and gets us out of the muck of grieving. It turns our attention away from our emotional scar of grieving to something or someone that fills the emptiness that we are experiencing. If we have meaning in our lives, we won't have time to remain frozen and stare at our wound. When we recognize our emotional scar is not going to go away, we learn to live with it in the same way we did with our physical scars. Learning to live with our emotional scars helps us to move on. Like everything else in life, moving on is easier for some than it is for others. Just as there is no one right way to grieve, there is no one right way to move on. There are, however, guideposts along the way that if we pay attention to them, moving on, although difficult, eliminates many potential road hazards. It's much like paying attention to the road signs that we see as we drive along the highways. Here are some guideposts I've found useful. One, make time your friend. 
the best decisions you can make is not to make big decisions while you are grieving. Let the emotional scar tissue form and wait until the tissue is no longer bright red. I'm only speaking metaphorically, but you understand what I mean. Big decisions can be the forming of new relationships, big purchases, are moving to an out-of-state or vastly different location to be near people who want you to move near to them. Wait for the emotional scar tissue to form before making a big decision. The time you wait will give you the strength and a new perspective before you make the decision. Two, get out of the house and meet people. Meeting people is a life-giving source. The more people we meet, the less isolated and lonely we'll feel. I know it's not easy, but it's necessary. I'm an extrovert, and so going up to someone and saying, hi, my name is Ray, is easy for me. Yet, we can't wait for people to come to us and say, hi, my name is Joe or Mary. I think you're lonely. They're not going to say that. We need to be the instigator of the action that takes us toward new people. Not everyone will be a friend, but will know enough people to say hi to and for them to respond in the same way. And if you forget their name, don't be afraid to ask them. When I make a new contact, one of the things I do right after I've made the new contact is I open up my iPhone and in my notes, I just write the person's name and a distinct characteristic about the person. So if I ever forget the person's name, I can just check my iPhone and it's right there. The third guidepost, be stubborn. Yeah, be stubborn. There's a big learning curve to learn to do the things your partner previously did and to which you paid no attention. I had to learn to cook healthy, take over the finances, and keep my home clean. Crank up the determination, not only to learn to do the things your partner did, but to do them better. I can't tell you how many times I had cooking fails. If I filmed all of them, or recorded all of them, I could have produced a viral video on YouTube. The more you keep trying, the more you learn, and you'll gain confidence. The fourth guidepost, don't rush to clean. The grieving research tells us that sorting through a deceased loved one's belongings should take place in stages. It's best to identify the things that provide emotional significance that can help in grieving and moving forward toward healing. Babe, for example, loved her wedding band. She truly did. It was the only ring she ever wanted, a small, simple gold band. My wedding band never left my ring finger. After Babe died, I took both bands to a jeweler and had them put together. They sit in a bookcase in front of Babe's photo next to a sign that says, One Great Love. For me, that's all I needed. What we choose to keep is an individual choice. It's not easy moving forward. We have a choice. We can stay where we are, or we can become courageous and move into unknown territory. Moving forward will be an adventure with lots of missteps. Treat each misstep as an opportunity to learn and embrace the challenge. You can do it. You surely can. Healing is possible. Stay strong. Never quit. Good things are coming your way. If you like this podcast, please subscribe to get notification of future episodes. You can also check out my blog, 
looking on the bright side at www.dancingalone530.com. It's all positive and uplifting. If you have any questions about my grieving experience, I want to share your grieving experience with me. Please email me at ray.breeze, B-R-E-S-E, at gmail.com. Have a great day. Stay strong and never quit. Never give up.